drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. your host Derek Oakley right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast coming at you after the 2023 NFL draft you guys know it's my favorite event of the year the Lions had two first round picks couple second rounders couple third I mean a third rounder like they were loaded up with picks and it did not disappoint lots of ups and downs lots of craziness Brad Holmes moving all around the draft board I'm going to get into it all today, but but here's what, the way I want to attack this episode. I know some of you guys were coming at me, um, you know, what, when's the pod dropping? Where, where's the, where's the instant reaction audio? What, what, what's going on with the Kool-Aid cast? Hold on, everybody. Just, just fill up your glass real quick. Drink it in. Uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. And, uh. Gosh, it, it's just been crazy. Like, life's crazy this whole weekend from Thursday through Sunday. I mean, I was in the DTO scouting office. I had been, gosh, it, it was just busy, you know, across the board. So I had a lot of fun, but um, between some audio stuff I was doing, some stuff on the computer, working the draft boards, um, other life things coming up, like, it, it was just a lot. So, this is what I want to try to do on today's show. I think that I'm going to need a few weeks, to be honest, to sort of unpack everything that happened at the draft. I'd really like to dive a little bit deeper on all these trades that Brad Holmes made and kind of evaluate some of those. But today, I want to give you guys my draft recap, kind of my general big picture thoughts of what happened. I think I'm going to mix in... <laughs> My live reaction audio, I did throw the headset on as day one and day two were going down. Um, I think I'm going to try to edit those where I take out all the long nothingness, um, where I kind of just had the TV feed on in the background and just give you guys, I was trying to talk through the picks, what I was thinking, my instant reactions. I mean, again, that's going to be a little bit tricky, but I think I'm going to try to interweave those into this episode. So you got to listen to every second of this show. You never know when you might hear my live reaction about Jameer Gibbs (laughs) or Jack Campbell, or I don't know, maybe Sam Laporta. Or do you want to hear what I thought about my boy, Brian Branch getting picked. Or I don't know, maybe in the top of the third round, the Detroit Lions selecting Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. Um, you know, those all might be on this show. Or if I don't have them totally done, you might have to come back next week and hear some of those uh, if I divulge those to the public. But uh, no, seriously. I want to get into just the the big parts of the draft, maybe some of these audio reactions that I just recorded live just to kind of, I always like to document because there's two things I'll do on this show. One, if I mix in those audios, you'll hear exactly what I was thinking and feeling at the time. Yes, there'll be some parts edited to kind of condense it down, um, but uh, I like to put those out there because... Everybody and their brother, especially your buddies, your relatives, everyone will tell you, oh, I I, I love Jameer Gibbs. I thought that was a great picker. Oh, why they take Jack Gamble? Or, what, a, what a great selection. You know, way after the fact or after they've had time to think about it, I like to give it to you as it was going down. I also want to mix in this episode um, my picks. Again, I'm not smarter than Brad Holmes. I'm not. Uh, some perfect uh, 
you know, stay at home GM by any means. But one thing I like to do, and I've done it the last handful or more of years now, is I've got my draft boards. I've got all the mock drafts I did before. Of course, you hear a lot of the haters on the radio and stuff talking about how, well, people in, in the mock drafts just take names they've heard of and just take the consensus. Well, we do spend months trying to figure out needs and players that might be available and who's good and who's not. So, yeah, we'll go off the information we have. And uh, I just like to make those picks live on the clock before the Lions do. Based on what I know, based on what I'm looking at, based on players I want for the Lions, based on their current roster, here are my picks. And if you guys follow me on Twitter, at Derek Okri, that's D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E, you saw that every time the Lions pick, round ones through seven, when they were on the clock, I put the pick out there. Once the pick was in on the screen, I put the Okri Detroit Kool-Aid cast pick out there of who I would take if I was the quote-unquote GM um, in that scenario. So you can see, I mean, who I would have taken. A lot of times it's fun because the guy I take, the Lions don't take, but maybe a few picks later that same player goes. Maybe I take a player and he goes 30 picks later and you guys say what a fool I am and I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, all that's in good fun. And I just like the fact that it's documented. I don't have to go back in two years and tell you I knew so-and-so was no good. Oh, I wouldn't have never taken so-and-so. Oh, I would have taken this guy. You guys know it's on the record as well as um, there's no hiding from it. So I like that a lot. I'm really happy with uh, how my picks turned out as well as the Detroit Lions picks. And gosh, we'll just finish out the show with Lions jersey numbers. You guys know I love a a good jersey number for a brand new rookie or a new uh, free agent that we bring in. They got to be right. They got to be swaggy. We'll talk a little bit about what the Lions put out here right before I hit the record button. And then we'll probably just end the show with some hype, some excitement, some Kool-Aid and cornbread because we're feeling real good about our football team uh, heading into this offseason, heading into the season, still with a ton of cap space, ready to roll. So here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to do a couple minutes here about my overall thoughts. If I'm going to get these live reactions in, those are going to be – you know, six, eight, ten minutes a piece on those first handful of selections. So I'll interweave those. But when you talk about the draft as a whole, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. And you might hear this on the audio if I if I put it in there. Uh, I was upset day one with that 12th pick, I, 12th selection. I was not happy. And uh, I'm not going to hide from it. I'm not going to say three days later how, uh, man, at the moment, like, I was all aboard with Jameer Gibbs. I wasn't. I really wasn't. And and you guys know the reason why. Running back, position value, um, other players that were on the board that I, I like more at, quote-unquote, premium positions. And Brad Holmes put you know, a stop to a lot of that in his press conference saying he doesn't look at these quote unquote premium positions. He doesn't uh, worry about who others would take. We don't have the medical, which I've told you guys before, obviously have not met with these people. I don't research them all day, every day to know who might fit the lines with culture and scheme and all that. But, but we know what we know, right? So, um, at 12, my thoughts were on uh, Nolan Smith. You guys have heard. I loved his character. I loved everything about him. He was on my on my radar. Other big bodies were more on my radar. Um, and, and the funniest part about it is I made a, a, a handwritten board before of what I thought were clean prospects. Guys that I didn't have any questions about. Guys that I thought fit the team, team needs, um, culture guys, all those things. I didn't write one running back's name on that board. And the main reason why is I didn't feel we had Swift. We have Montgomery. We have Craig. Come on, Craig. We have other depth backs after those guys that can do some things. So it was never on my radar. You heard me come on the show with Chops and talk about we don't want Bijan Robinson, not because he's not good, but we don't want him based on the position he plays, that position value, and this being a deep running back class and all that. So I'm not going to rehash it all, but 
had no running backs on my radar. Nobody had picked a, a running back for the Detroit Lions in the lead-up. The Lions picked Jameer Gibbs. You'll hear in my audio that Jameer Gibbs is a hell of a football, dynamic player. You know, I hate to call him almost a football player because I always feel like that's more for the rugged, grimy, you know, trenches, um, dog type guys. Like Jameer Gibbs is a d- dynamic athlete that could do a ton of things. You watch him on film. He just, he's at another speed than other players on the field. He catches it with fluidity. He can cut on a dime. He can run it. He can catch it. He can do everything you look for from an offensive weapon standpoint. I knew that at the time. I know that now. And I still didn't love this pick when it was made. Of course, I'm going to come around, root for my team, first and foremost. Plus, as I kind of digested it, I said, let's see what else they do. So at 18, they go ahead and take Jack Campbell, inside linebacker from Iowa. You guys also heard me say, you've seen me tweet, I was not a very big Jack Campbell guy throughout the process. I felt like he's solid on tape. You saw his testing numbers were much better than people will acknowledge that kind of want to just call him a big old school linebacker. He has good testing. He has really good size. I mean, almost too good a size when you're 6'4", 6'5", 250 pounds, but the guy can run. The guy has athleticism, and the best part about him is that he loves football. He's a no-nonsense, nose-to-the-grindstone, blue-collar football player that I think Detroit is going to absolutely love, an instant legend. Did I love it when this pick came across? No. (laughs) This was one of the last guys I wanted at pick 18. Of course, you know, the two things with Gibbs and Campbell is people will tell you could have got him later. That's pretty much been debunked that you couldn't have got Jameer Gibbs after 12 or at 18. He would have been gone. Jack Campbell was said to go in the 20s when it was all said and done. So the Lions went ahead and said, we're not going to play this, you know, wait the board out. We're not going to, you know, take the next two or three guys down on our list. We're taking Gibbs and Campbell and though I was not happy, my picks would have been Nolan Smith and Kalijah Kansi. After kind of digesting it, thinking about it, I think these are very clean prospects. I do have a little bit of injury concern, obviously with kind of a smaller speed type running back. If he can stay on the field, he's going to be huge for this team. Jack Campbell, I don't have many worries about that he'll stay out there. He'll fight through injury. He will always be a, not only a team player, he's probably a captain year one, year two, year three, um, and long beyond that. I think he's a two-contract player. That's a you know anywhere from a six to eight, ten-year type player for this team. And uh, those guys don't grow on trees. So I walked away from day one frustrated based on position value, based on guys that were not as, as high on my list. But you can't argue with some of the Lions thinking, which these guys aren't going to be around in round two. They're not going to be around if we pass on them here. We love these players. Take them. They're pretty much two instant starters. And, of course, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but it makes more sense when they went ahead and moved on from DeAndre Swift. Now you have a younger reboot of what you hope Swift would be, which is a dynamic pass catcher, a touchdown scorer, a yak guy, someone that can stretch defenses. And you have a David Montgomery, two really talented players in your backfield that can both catch, run, block. Um, Gibbs, not as good of a blocker, but you know what I mean. He can spread out all over the field like a receiver pretty much. So, you know, obviously come around, going to support those two picks. As we turn the corner to the second round, you know, the Lions went from, I didn't even mention this off the top, they were picking at six. Jalen Carter's on the board. They trade down to 12. I, I was a proponent of that because you, you I don't think you'll hear it on the audio, but I did tweet it or I put some things out like live on the clock. I stay at six. I would have taken Tyree Wilson, the edge from Texas Tech. I was not going to take Jalen Carter. 
and take that risk regardless of his talent and the fact that he was staring me right in the face. I wasn't going to do that. The Lions didn't do that. Multiple other teams didn't do that. So the Lions trade down to 12. Moving down six spots, picking up pick 34, I thought was a tremendous pick. To pick. That's a high second. That's basically a low first rounder that you picked up. Moving down six slots. Yes, you gave up 81, but Brad Holmes maneuvered around and basically got similar selections, I felt. So getting that pick at 34 for moving down the six and still getting your boy Gibbs, the guy that they wanted all along, that's tremendous by the GM. I I really like that. I'd have to dive a little deeper into all the details, but getting that pick and who they got with that pick, I think is going to work out really well. So at 34, you know, there's... um, Quite a few good players, as you can imagine, early in the second round. And uh, gosh, I, you guys know I've loved Bryant Branch from Alabama. Safety, corner, nickel, do-everything player, right? No worries on off the field. Love him so much. That would have been my pick at 34. The Lions went ahead and took a guy that they love and that fits what they want to do and can very versatile. No worries about this guy, too. A clean prospect off the field. I think he's going to fit really nicely, and this position was one, regardless of what you want to say about tight ends, um, was one they needed to add to. And now Sam Laporta, who they took from Iowa, and James Mitchell, along with their other depth players of Brock Wright, and Zilstra and company um, makes for kind of a very inexpensive, but Now they can compete at that position in regards to stretching the field, moving chains, scoring touchdowns, um, being a little more dynamic than if you just rolled James Mitchell and those other guys out there. So I have no gripes really with Sam Laporta. He wasn't, I want to say he was probably my tight end. So it would have been like Kincaid and then either him or Mayer um, for me. And then you guys know I love Darnell Washington, but he kind of went down on my list, even though he went up in some people's list in the NFL. I think he went later in the rounds two or three to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's kind of how I had the tight end stretch. So they went ahead and made that pick. Again, I knew people were going to hate it because it was a tight end with a premium pick. But again, another instant starter, filling needs, whatever it may be. And... uh and sure enough, they're picking at 55. The Lions jump up to 45, and they take my boy Brian Branch. Um, absolutely love that, how they jumped up, saw a guy that was slipping for whatever reason, got him. He can come in slow. He can learn under CJGJ, and uh, just love this guy. love everything about him. So um, that, that fired me up. That basically made the draft for me. All the frustration I had on day one and the a few questions I have about Sam Laporta were all out the window because we just got a steal with Brian Branch at 45. That's pretty much consensus to everybody is on board with that player, that pick, that value, um, everything you, you look for there. So sure enough, the Lions, uh, they might have went up from 48 to 45, just those three spots, trading with Green Bay. Thank you, Green Bay, for giving us Brian Branch. We appreciate it. Um, 48, they traded down 55. They traded down. Uh, my pick at 55 would have been Hendon hooker quarterback, Tennessee. A lot of you guys saw me tweet that out before that came up that they had traded out again. I deleted that tweet. The lions, uh, bump up to bump over to 68. They select Hendon hooker quarterback, Tennessee. Again, another one that fired me up. Not necessarily cause I made that same pick. But because Hendon Hooker is the perfect quarterback for right now, I think he needs to get healthy. Jared Goff can do his thing. Hendon Hooker is a great kid. He's going to come in and learn from Jared Goff and be a great uh, teammate, a great player in that room. When he's ready, he will show off what he can do. We'll see where Goff is at at that point, and they will compete. They will compete for going to be the future starter are we going to extend Jared Goff and and will Hendon Hooker be a great QB2 in case of injury and just a great teammate or will Hendon Hooker be so damn good and we don't want to pay Jared Goff 40 plus million dollars that we can hand the keys over to this kid which a third rounder he's probably making a couple million bucks on average over the life of the contract 
instead of paying a golf 40 to 45 million, you were paying Hen and Hooker probably three on average. Um, that's crazy. You know, it's going to take him about a year, year and a half before he's really ready to roll, but that gives you two to three years of nothing on that contract where you could build a football team, pay people like Penne, pay people like Amon Ra. Um, gosh, you know, pay, take care of uh, the JMOs of the world. Um, let Gibbs do his thing. I mean, it really opens you up to be able to pay players, keep players, take care of Hutch. You know, um, that's the route I'd probably go. But I'm I'm more than happy to let it play out this next year, year and a half, and see what happens. So, those are the first few picks. Um, you know, Lions traded up in round three, gave up three picks to get Broderick Martin. I didn't love giving up all that draft capital for a guy that, yes, he's big. Yes, he has some upside, but I really didn't see it, to be honest. He looked kind of stiff and upright to me when I watched him. Yes, he's kind of compared to a poor man's uh, Jordan Davis, but I think that's all size-based. Brad Holmes, Dan Frickett Campbell love this guy. So, hey, you got him. Now you need to develop him quickly, um, hopefully, and uh, find a role for him on this team. And then around seven, I thought they got a really nice selection um, right at the top of round seven there uh, with uh, get out of North Carolina, Green, Antoine Green, wide receiver, has some vertical abilities, goes up and gets the football. This was a guy that was kind of projected to the Lions all along. You know, I'd heard rumblings about him, heard they loved him. He did well during the post-college circuit. And sure enough, they are able to get him in the seventh round. He might be able to give you some things uh, pop, or maybe this is a guy that's tucked away on the roster or even the practice squad and can give you something down the road once Marv and, uh, you know, Jay Ray and company kind of move on. Maybe he's a guy that can give you something as a three, four, five type receiver on this team. So those are the players they got. That's kind of my synopsis. I went a bit, little bit longer than I expected, which you know I've been known to do. So let me go ahead and, uh, gosh, I'll probably just, uh, who knows, maybe I'll put all the pick reactions back to back to back, or maybe I'll try to interweave them into that uh, little recap. We'll, uh, we'll see how I end up doing it. But let's take a quick pause for our great commercial sponsors. And when we come back, you'll probably either be hearing those uh, audio live reactions as I was recording during the day one and day two of the draft. And once those are over, we will talk my picks, jersey numbers, hype, and get up out of here. Everybody, we'll be right back. I could have seen, like, Skronk being a really nice value there, too, and a guy that they were just like, he's so safe and all that. But, you know, the Lions could take Christian Gonzalez here. And like I say, six spots less, you get a second rounder. Like, if they loved him in general, you gotta you got to respect it, you know? Um, it's it's a whole different game taking a corner at 12 than it is at six for me because you picked up another resource and you know we'll see kind of how that whole trade but if they get a guy like nolan smith that everyone loves and that has everything going for him like that would be crazy you know what i mean that would be great value great guy position that can get after the quarterback you picked up extra resources you can come up and get any player you want whenever you want with all your picks the lions pick is in they've made the selection please be nolan smith over christian gonzalez please nolan smith baby oh my goodness are you kidding me it was four jameer gibbs what this is a dynamic mismatch player in the mold of jamal charles when you think about how he gets out in space oh no i love jameer gibbs don't get me wrong a running back at 12 when you already have a player like him, like Swift? And you just signed David Montgomery? You better trade DeAndre Swift? 
Oh my god. What are they insane? Of our places in life, or hell, are they reflections of us? Makes no sense. Such a high investment in a running back, you already have running backs. Your offense is already good. Oh, that is gonna get killed tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that pick. Like, if you get him in round two, I'll live with it because you can move swift and call it a wash. You got a younger, more dynamic player, but, huh? Oh, man. That's that's like Brad Holmes just taking talent, <laughs> dynamic football players, and just does not care about all the other stuff I always talk about, like position value and all that. Oh. <sighs> It's kind of, it sucks because I'm so bummed because I love Jameer Gibbs. I just don't love him at 12. I don't love him really for the current Lions team. I don't, I don't love that, that position value. Like, oh my goodness. Now I'm asking for like a redo. Can I, can I get Christian Gonzalez rather than that? <laughs> Can I get my boy Nolan Smith? Can I get almost any other player right there? Oh, that's crazy. We'll see what they do at 18. You know, they could come back and take a big body and have two dynamic players and all be good to go. I'm just, I'm stunned in like the opposite way I was stunned with Hutch and JMO last year. You know, Choppy in the D has hit me up. He he hates it as well. We both hate to say that. You know what I mean? It, it pains us to uh, say we hate the pick, but wow. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like here, I'm saying I hate it. I'm trying to tell you guys why, but there's no question that Jameer Gibbs is going to be really fun to watch. He's going to sell jerseys. He's going to be like. A dynamic offensive piece. I mean, that is. There's really no question about that. But the fact that the Lions took him at that spot, just I don't know. I, I don't get it. They must just think he's a new, better DeAndre Swift. I guess is what I would say. Here, Gibbs to the Lions. Oh, I didn't even have I didn't even have a damn running back on my short list of clean prospects. I didn't even have one up there. As much as you know that Bijan and Gibbs are, are good football players and dynamic talents. <sighs> Jameer Gibbs to the Detroit Lions. Wow. Can't get over the pick, man. It's just shocked me. One of the last positions and players I ever thought they would take, regardless of a trade down. Just so you guys know, just preparing you ahead of time that hashtag what Choppy said. His pick before the Lions selected was Lucas Van S. So, of course, because Lucas Van S. goes the next pick, you'll be hearing about that now for show after show, tweet after tweet. <laughs> I told you so type of thing, which is fine. You know, it's it's good comedy as well as uh, kind of what he does. But uh, I like Lucas Van S. as well. Just a very safe, clean prospect, as I told you guys. So. I'm on board with that. And my boy Nolan Smith is still there, which is fine. You know, I'm sure he'll go in the next few picks. Because he's a hell of a football player. Trying to get my mind on everything and caught up here because I'm still stuck on Jameer Gibbs to the Detroit Lions at 12. And, and again, I just want to say it's not the player. The Lions could literally go with Gibbs, Swift, and Montgomery and be ridiculous 
at running and catching the football. Like, <laughs> I'm talking about maybe like the best you've ever seen. Or they can move DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I would love a third. A second would blow my mind. A fourth would be probably fine. A fifth is probably what we would need to maybe expect at this point. Unfortunately. Um, but... And gosh, like, can't see them keeping him, but I almost don't even know what to, how can you have Swift, Montgomery, and Gibbs? <laughs> Just very odd, different approach, but the way I think Brad Holmes does it, like I say, is he looks at the football player's talent in today's game, catch, run, score touchdowns, values that over us and people in the media sometimes just look at well what are you gonna do um <laughs> what are you gonna do uh, in the trenches or you know you need this you need that i think he just literally looked at it and said i'm just gonna go get a hell of a football player that i think can help get put the ball in the paint as bucky brooks says and uh and do some crazy good things for you and i think that's what Gibbs can do for the Lions regardless of what their depth chart looks like so oh man so crazy just so unexpected I put my picks in on Twitter again I kind of got told you guys I didn't put the first one in because the trade was made but you know I would have taken Tyree Wilson at six when they moved down to 12 my pick was Nolan Smith so now the pick is in for the Lions so I'm trying to combo meal my Nolan Smith edge outside backer I put in Kalijah Kansi, the interior penetrating defensive tackle, six foot, 275, redshirt junior from Pittsburgh. Kalijah Kansi would be my pick. If I was making the selection live on the clock for my Detroit Lions, we will see what they do here. Um, if you take a pick like Gibbs and then you come back and take a pick like Kansi or Nolan Smith or... Uh, Brise or Ryan Branch, Miles Murphy, like any of those picks makes sense to me to just sort of cover your butt defensively, make a smarter pick. If you want to get kooky and take Jameer Gibbs and Smith and Jigba, I mean, let, let's get crazy. You know, I can actually justify that in my mind based on. Ben Genius is that guy, and we're just going to outscore you, and we're taking the best talent <laughs> over everything else rather than doing what I say to do, which is sort of, you know, pick, <laughs> pick, you know, positions of need, premier positions, like, watch, let the draft board fall. They might just say, screw that. Give me Jameer Gibbs, Smith and Jigba. I'll figure out defense later. <laughs> and they probably love what they did in free agency. You know, they probably think, hey, we already got like our corners and some of these people. So I, I see Will Levis again talking with people and laughing. Like I see a security person by him. Like this, that cannot be the pick. Can't be. I don't care how good Will Levis is or isn't. Can't take that type of player who has that moxie behind a guy like Jared Goff who's said and done everything right uh, as a project the Lions are clapping it up Holmes and Agnew seem happy give me my boy Cancy or Smith here come on come on now Nolan Smith come on or Cancy Linebacker, Iowa. Again, I don't. I don't mind Jack Campbell, but not at 18. <sighs> no. Oh, I don't like it. 6'5", 240-pound, interior linebacker. Oh, Jack Campbell. 
could have got him later, I would have hoped, type player. I mean, gosh, I hope he's good. Doug Karsh's boy. Like the third linebacker I would have wanted, and I didn't even want a linebacker, really. Oh, and my boy Kalaja Kansi goes right after and take Jack Campbell. Don't see the juice with Jack Campbell. Like, he's probably going to grow in to be, like, the captain of the defense middle linebacker, but don't value that in today's game. And a few texts at Chops in the D, and he's not happy. He's trying to check on me, and I'm like, and I'm not happy, but I love my team, you know, and... I don't put it past like Brad Holmes and company to be on point with like what their team needs uh, across the board and they met with these guys and maybe they just eat, sleep and breathe it and are going to be great, you know, fits in with the team, but I just, I just don't understand some of the value, the positions they're taking, like a a big middle linebacker like yeah he tested well so he can run he's not like a plotting Jelani Tavai or whatever but there's a guy that is like down the list quite a bit you know NFL is crazy man every year where this kind of stuff happens and you're just like and you know it's not fantasy football where you know hey this guy will definitely be there in, in a half a round later or you know play those type of games like the nfl kind of knows when and where people are going but you also have to you know push it sometimes in regards to i i just don't even know what to say man I hate to be real negative on it because my hope obviously is that these guys absolutely ball out. They're incredible players. They you know, absolutely kill it for the Detroit Lions. Um, I have no problem like being like, wow, I'm sitting here like annoyed or frustrated and these guys end up being great and totally helps our team. Like that would be, that'd be tremendous. I mean, again, I'm not in this to be right or to be, um, perfect at it, but I definitely just want the Lions to get the best players for the longest time at positions that are the most valuable. That's what you do that in the draft. All right, Brian Branch is my guy for the Lions. Uh, I know you could go big body here and sort of be like, hey, go get Keon White or. You know, one of these offensive linemen or, you know, the fancy toy at tight end. But I'm going to get my boy that not only can, can find a role this year, even though the crazy part about, about Brian Branch is um, they've already added corners and CJGJ and Tracy coming back and... Um, you know, Curb is a ball player, so I get that they've sort of already have bodies there and whatnot, but you always hear people say, you know, one-year deals and, um, you know, just what are you going to do in the future? And so I just feel like that would be a guy that I would take as just a, and it's, one thing I'm doing a lot more in these picks and years moving forward is like, give me great character players, position flex, guys that are smart, guys that are leaders, never going to be in trouble. You know, those are things that are very important to me, and Brian Branch fits all those things. So <clears throat> the pick is in for the Lions. Um, we will see what they do. No clue what they're doing at this point, and I don't even want to try to project it with branch Ooh, there it is sammy laporta the tight end that everybody projected to the lions wow <laughs> another iowa player God. sam laporta is good but is he like a dynamic tight end or is he just gonna be a poor man's hawkinson type I don't know. They needed a guy, though, that can do a lot of things. He can catch, run, do all that. 
I don't mind it. But Porto was in the mix. He was that second batch of guys that I told you about. So, kind of had that one pegged. Passed on my boy, Brian Branch. Huh? So, to, to me too, that pick kind of goes back to the whole filling needs. You know, um, obvious glaring need at, at tight end. One of the things I like about it is um, Musgrave and Laporta were more the guys that can do both block, catch. Well, Laporta, I would assume, is a little bit better blocker, too, than uh, Musgrave is, but I was in a college fantasy league last year, and Michael Mayer tore it up for me. You know, I took him at a good value, and every week it seemed like he was getting catches and touchdowns and making plays, but when you watch him on film, he's just sort of like a big boxy plotting type player. I, I liked his interviews, you know, he seems to be dedicated, he wants to be great, all those type of things you look for, but his, his film just didn't jump out as a dynamic piece or that new tight end that you look for, but Laporta, Musgrave had a little bit more of that, and uh, you know you're getting a no-nonsense guy with... Um, with a kid like this, so. Lions have moved up and around the clock. I just got on Twitter machine and I saw that. I don't know, I'm a TV feed, maybe behind. Julius Brent just went, which was the big long corner that I liked. Who'd the Lions trade with? Needs to get the screws out in June, but I am told should be healthy. Oh, so what pick we got here? Thanks very much for 45 with the Packers. Because the Lions made a trade and threw the pick right on the board. All right. I took my boy Branch. Already took a interior player. NFL Plus brings you the draft like never before with exclusive content. This is what I dreamed about. I'm taking a corner yet. One of my boys just went. I got an edge, an interior, and a safety. My personal picks, I could go with Ringo. Can't really go with Keon White based on what I've previously done or Adebaware. Cyrus Torrance, big old nasty beast. This is an upgrade. And away we go. Hey, what's up? Dylan Hyatt is... Uh, they wouldn't do that, would they, with another receiver? I can get used to this. The best way to see the world is to experience it with travel upgrades and private events from Chase Sapphire. Oh, who do I want to go with here? Are we a reflection of our places in life, or... This is a bowling trophy. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like he... You can come out now. I'm on it. I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna go with, like, my picks, or, like, I'm hoping the Lions take Keon White or, or Brian Branch for the Lions. I'm trying to figure out my pick to go with my other ones. Gosh, I think I'm gonna go with, with Key Ringo here. Edge, interior, hey, Brian Branch, come on, baby, Brian Branch. Brian Branch, look at him. He's there in the building. He's ready, my boy. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. Love it. Look happy, baby. Love this football player. I don't care where you got him. They went and got him. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, Brian Branch. Woo. Oh, that's incredible. God, that's so good. Love Brian Branch. Love how they went up and got him, too. They said it's too. Can't wait any longer. Oh, that, that makes the draft for me right there. My guy. 
Oh man, that's one of those picks. Like, just love the player, love that value. Can't believe he's a Detroit Lion. Oh my goodness, that's that's incredible. Oh man, that made the draft for me right there. That's incredible. Oh my goodness, what a haul! My boy Keon White. That's a perfect team for him too. The Patriots. He does not look happy, but he's a big old beast. So he does not look happy going to the Patriots, but seems like a good fit. Oh my goodness! I can't believe we got Brian Branch. That's incredible. What a great fit. I can't get over Brian Branch to the Detroit Lions, man. That's just uh, made my entire draft right there just because of who he is as a football player, not even because it's a guy named. It's just tremendous. All right, Brad Holmes, would you just make this pick so I can, one, get off the mic, and two, take Kenan Hooker, maybe the... The pick of the draft, the uh, be the talk of the draft. You take Hennon Hooker. You don't have to play. You took him at 68. If it works, great. If it doesn't, no big deal. You still got picks to fill out, big bodies or old linemen or whatever he wants to do. So make the pick here, man. You've done enough moving around. Detroit would love the pick. Very valuable to take a quarterback here based on the selection thing. The pick is in. They've made the selection. Of course, like, the other approach is that you love Jared Goff and you could just keep adding to your team. I mean, I'm looking. Jalen Hyatt's still out there. Josh Downs, who I know that they they love. Um, at my board, I mentioned Charlie Jones earlier. My boy, Jamie Robinson. But they already, they already took Brian Branch, so he's kind of off the board. Um, you know, a guy that you wouldn't take. Verizon small business take the quarterback, man. Come on. Do it. Pick is coming up live here. The thing Henry Hooker would do, which I think Matt, they never had for Matt Stafford, is like push jerk off a little bit. Like, got a talented guy behind you, somebody that's hungry, that wants to be good. Like, once he gets healthy, obviously, and, uh, that just make Jared Goff that much better every day. Watching his back a little bit, a little competition, a little bit of motivation by seeing a kid that's got some game. Come on, Lions, make this pick. Feels, I'm not seeing anybody that, other than, and they already took their tight end, so Darnell is gone. I guess Adebowale would make some sense to get a guy in the middle of their D that we've been calling for, especially if Levi's not ready to go. At receiver, haven't really dressed the corner, and like I said, I feel like they would like Keely Ringo, but nobody else is really standing out to me. Like, gotta have him, or complete value on the board other than quarterback, Tennessee, Hendon, Hooker. Make the pick, Brad Holmes. Dan freaking Campbell. You say you want football players, you say you want guys at the... Uh, that are no nonsense. You're never gonna have to worry about Hendon Hooker. Make the pick right here. You traded down three times, I think it is now. Go kind of buzzing off the Brian Branch pick, to be honest. That was uh, that was so fun to be able to get him a little bit after trade up for him. Perfect fit, great kid. Position need, love it. Ian Rappaport is teasing it. <laughs> Woo -woo! Make the pick. <laughs> Got it wrong though, Rap Sheet. They didn't trade up. This is the pick they had from Denver, but they just traded down. Ooh, Amon Ra. Amon Ra. Say it, Amon Ra. Hand and Hooker, baby. Detroit Lions select Hendon Hooker, wow. quarterback, Tennessee. <laughs> ah! 
Hendon Hooker to the Detroit Lions at 68. <laughs> Announced by ARSB. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's value. That's getting premier positions. We're back to what all Lions fans wanted after a little bit of a kooky start. You gotta love it. That is great. So I, I shot Choppy a message back at what pick 55 or you guys saw me tweet out but even when they trade down to 60 I said let's get Hendon Hooker forget that Teddy Bridgewater garbage he was on board I think he made it for his live pick as well so you got it documented between the text the audio the different things perfect value yes I, I tweeted out at 55 yes I would have done it at 63 at the end of the second round getting him here at 68 let him get right teach him up get him going and if he's a baller and he's better than Jared Goff it's also leverage against that contract love it <laughs> we got ourselves some ball players baby this is probably the best best overall draft Filling needs, high-end ceilings on some guys, football players, no nonsense, love it. All right, everybody, this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back. Really appreciate listening to the pod. Thank you to everybody who shouted me out on Twitter or been asking for the the draft reactions, been hitting up the Kool-Aid hotline, which is 989-272-3484. Appreciate all you guys and all the love you showed to the show, as well as uh, bearing with me while I try to get my head around what the heck Brad Holmes and the Detroit Lions did in this draft. I think when it's all said and done, their football team got better. The picks make a lot more sense at the end than they did at the start. We got some dynamic football players, some plug-and-play starters, some culture guys, some clean prospects, and uh, really think they did well. And we're going to like these more and more as time goes on. And Brad Holmes seems very confident with that as well. I kind of hit on them earlier, but really quick, I'll just give you guys my picks, the ones I made live on the clock. Um, at 12, I would have taken Nolan Smith, the edge rusher outside linebacker from Georgia. I loved his character. I loved his juice. He's a little bit smaller, but I felt like he could have been an extra body to help rush the quarterback and get after people and be a great locker room leader. At 18, I would have taken Kalijah Kansi, the penetrating interior defensive line uh, prospect from Pitt. I realize he has some shortcomings in regards to how long his arms are and how much he weighs, but this guy's dynamic gets up the football field. He was taken right after um, the Tampa Bay Bucks basically sprinted to the podium to take this guy, so we'll kind of see how all that works out. But I just really believed in Clyde Jacanti as a player and as a role-type guy that you could carve out for him, something the Lions did not have unless Levi, a.k.a. Big Denim. Uh, comes back and absolutely balls and uh, is healthy and is exactly what they thought he'd be when they drafted him in round two a couple years ago, which is a absolute wrecking ball in the middle. So if he does, great. If he doesn't, you could have taken Kalaja Kansi and made him into that on your football team and called it a day. 
Um, at the top of round two with pick 34, I would have taken Brian Branch. You guys already heard me say how much I love him. At at 40, they were at 48, and they traded up to 45. So when you trade up kind of within that pick range is when I kind of have to scramble a little bit. So I scrambled, but I actually like my scramble, and this is a little off the board as well. My playmaker, my guy that I thought could do a whole bunch of things and be a very unique talent, um, for the Lions, and this would be aggressive play, but I took Tank Dell, the wide receiver from Houston. You guys have heard me talk about him before, like 1,700 yards, like 15-plus touchdowns. Like one of those wide receivers is just got shake. He's got separation. He can get open. Uh, gosh, I just love Tank Dell and think he's going to be one of those dynamic wide receivers to the next level despite his lack of size and uh, height weight whatever you want to call it like he just jumped off the film to me when I watched him so sure enough I think he went one or two picks later to the Houston Texans so we'll see if they can use Tank Dell and if he does some nice things um, in round three at pick 68 you guys heard me um, do exactly what the Lions did uh, but i named it before them and I named it at 55 and uh you know I just felt this was great value at this point you guys even saw me yes I did put Hen and Hooker as a consideration for me at 18 because quarterback trumps all so I wasn't going to take Will Levis I knew the other two guys were going to be gone so if the Lions loved Hen and Hooker and they were okay with the injury and they thought that getting a quarterback in the pipeline was worth it. Yeah, he was he was somewhat on my radar at 18. Of course, that's aggressive and oh, we can wait it out or, you know, oh, we will see what happens. I mean, the Lions waited it out and saw what happens and so did I and uh, with my live picks, we both took him at 68. So, even better, you know, to get him at that um draft spot based on contract, based on all the uh things that come with it. So, I was good with that. Um, so instead of the I'm trying to think here who the blind took Hennon Hooker and instead of Broderick Martin, I would have took Keely Ringo. Uh, that that was that was my next pick there. I have down here. I'd have to almost look back and see. I I may be missing one here. I'm trying to think who the. Uh, Pull this up real quick just to make sure I'm on the same page um, with who the Lions took, who I would have taken at that point, because I feel like I'm either missing one or I think what happened after Hendon Hooker. So after Hendon Hooker, they took um, Broderick Martin, which I thought. So I guess with that pick, yeah, I would have taken Keely Ringo. Then the fifth round, oh yeah, that's right, I didn't mention this guy off the top. They took Colby Sorsdahl. Tackle, I guess he can play some guard at 1-5-2. I didn't even mention that off the top uh, or throughout the process, unfortunately. But um, with that pick, this is the one that kills me. So they took that guy. They like his mentality. They think they can get, you know, grow him into whatever, you know, he projects to be a right tackle. Okay, you guys have heard me say right tackle would be nice to have if you're going to flip Penne over to the left here in the next couple of years. But I would have taken Olu Oluwatimi, interior offensive lineman, but also a dominant center from the University of Michigan because I felt like he's such a big, nasty beast. He could learn everything that Frank Ragnow knows just in case he has any of those foot injuries or anything crops up or any injuries throughout. I think he could play right guard. I think that would let you move on from Hal Vitae as well as make Graham Glasgow probably a depth player at that point. And sure enough, one or two picks later, the Seattle Seahawks took Owatimi. That one hurt me. That really did because I thought that was great value right there a great versatile player that you always hear them talk about, a great kid, a guy that came into Michigan as a transfer, won all the offensive linemen awards, did everything right. God, 
I like that one. And then the seventh round, pick 219, where they took Antoine Green, the wide receiver out of North Carolina. I personally thought I got great value here, too. He's by far the top guy on the board. He had like a 10 out of 10 RAS score. The position of need, because I didn't take Sam Laporta in top of round two like the Lions did. Zach Knutes, the tight end out of Old Dominion. He went one pick later as well. Right after that selection, I want to say he went 220 um, for the next team. So that one hurt a little bit as well. But I do like Green as a wide receiver with some upside as well. So those were my picks. Again, what do I know? But I had fun with them. I thought I got good value. I think the Lions matched up a few of my picks, Branch and, and Hendon Hooker. They passed on a few guys that went the pick or two after, which shows that I at least had the board kind of I had a feel for the board um, correctly, which is always a good thing. And uh, we'll just see how it all shakes out. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely going to trust Brad Holmes, his team, and the Detroit Lions, which will always be my squad, regardless of what they do, um, who they take, what signings they make. I'm always going to root for them right over me trying to be right. So, but those are my picks. Um, so to finish out the show, again, it's probably a little bit longer if, if I went ahead and mixed in all those um, live reactions. Hopefully you guys enjoy those. And, uh, you know, they, they're not too long. Again, probably anywhere from six to ten minutes per segment. Um, so, you know, who knows? We'll see. Maybe I only put in a couple. I'll give you a couple next week. We'll see how it works out timing-wise with the show when I edit it together. But um, I just want to end with jersey numbers. I mean, gosh, I was trying to figure out what's Gibbs going to take. Like, what's what's Jack Campbell going to wear? I think I had um, – I was kind of wanting to put Gibbs either in, like – that that numero uno but i kind of want to give that to jmo or maybe it could be like 18 or or 13 or you know there were only a few numbers available that really seem to make any type of sense but jameer gibbs is gonna be rocking number 26 i kind of like that number for running back especially with his skill set I, I don't mind that so um that's not a bad one hendon hooker instead of wearing his normal five because i went to david montgomery he's gonna be rocking number 12 that's obviously a good quarterback number. It should look pretty sweet on him. Brian Branch taking DeAndre Swift's number 32. Um, I don't I don't mind that at all. That's going to be kind of nice on Brian Branch. 46 for uh, Jack Campbell, which uh, was formerly Craig Reynolds's number. Come on, Craig. Um, so that they kind of did a flip there. I don't really like 46 for Jack Campbell. I was hoping for 51 when I kind of pulled it up the other day, but it is what it is. Uh, Sorsdal, the uh, offensive tackle, is going to have 75. Green, the wide receiver, is going to take 80. Sam Laporta, I do love this number for him, 87. That's a classic right there. Broderick Martin's going to rock the 98. And, and this is kind of when it got crazy. So it came out a while back. Marvin Jones Jr. is going to take the zero. That should be interesting. Cam Sutton's going to be rocking the number one. Oh, Jamo, you're going to be sticking with nine. That's probably a financial consideration because you got to like buy out all the stock if you want to change. And there's lots of stock of, of Williams number nines out there that he probably would have to take care of. So Sutton gets that numero uno and the vet. You know what I mean? It's kind of cool. Like give the vet the one. The kid can keep his number and see what happens down the road. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is going to rock that number two. Mosley number four. Montgomery number five. And then you start getting into some of the depth players and whatnot that they mention. If he's flipping over to number six, Craig Reynolds, 13. Uh, those are some of the main, main number switches. So I don't mind them. If it was me, I definitely would have probably given Jamer number one. Gibbs, you know, maybe a little something different, but I don't mind the two six. Campbell in those 50s feels a little bit more right, but uh, it is what it is. And, uh, you know. You can go out and snag those jerseys up, represent our team, and, uh, you know, always like to see the jersey numbers and, and see what we can come up with. You guys know I've been rocking that classic throwback 97 for Unleash Hutch, um, which is classic. And uh, I will be breaking out a, a throwback JMO number nine this year, as well, as long as he sticks with that number. So that's always classic. And, uh, yeah, man, I'll keep this uh, segment a little bit short so we can get those live reactions in here and, and you guys can enjoy. I always try to keep the show to 
I always say 30 to 45, but it's always 45 to 60 is kind of what it usually ends up being. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I just want to tell all the fans and all the Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers out there to drink in that Detroit Kool-Aid, serve it up to your friends, tell people that not only did we have an up-and-coming team last year, we added talent, we added playmakers, game-changers, um, the Lions obviously feel like they're good. They feel good about their offensive line, their defensive line. They feel like they added to the linebackers. They added to the corners and free agents. They have good safeties now. They have guys that can play nickel. They have a, a new tight end. They have wide receivers. Um, their running backs are, are just revamped, but even better, I would say, with Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. It really is. So I'm just going to tell everybody, regardless of what you think or what you would have done or what you wouldn't have done, you need to get on board with this football team because I feel like the NFC North is ours for the taking. I feel like we get that division first, get that home playoff game, get the whole city of Detroit hype, go ahead and get that dub, get that playoff win at Ford Field like we've all wanted to see, see what happens after that. The NFL draft's going to be in the D next year. That's going to be crazy fun for a lot of you. I'll be here in the DTO scouting office doing my thing, um, having a bunch of fun, but I thought this was a great draft for the Lions. They got better. Um, they're going to be really fun to watch in 2023 and beyond. And uh, I can't wait to see it. So, everybody, that's what I got for this week. I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Pack the bag. Start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.